0: Still here, it's Mile High Magazine. Sunday morning, Murphy Houston here now. And joining us is Tom Ogard, the CEO of Native American Bank. And Tom was just named one of Denver's most admired CEOs by the Denver Business Journal. Uh, Quite the leader that he is. And the bank is very unique in that it is tribal owned. It's headquartered right here in Denver and is the only CDFI, Community Development Financial Institution that is American Indian owned in the U.S. Tom, welcome to Mile High Magazine.
1: Thank you, Murphy. It's I'm happy to be here.
0: Well, it's kind of uh, the most admired CEO in Denver. You're making a lot of people jealous with that title.
1: Well, listen, uh, it was a surprise to me, um, and I was very grateful and humble to be selected as one of the most admired CEOs.
0: Well, you got a unique thing going here, this Native American bank, and we might just jump in and say, why is it, or how is it, really different from other banks?
1: I would tell you, first and foremost, the way the bank got started, we got our charter from an act of Congress, actually, oh. which is quite different than most other banks uh, would would obtain a charter. And it was because of the lack of access to financial services in Indian country. And, and I use that term um, as it relates to all over the United States. So, that was uh, the initiation of, of how Native American Bank uh, was formed and got started, and our mission is to serve uh, primarily Indian country. We'll bank anybody, but Indian country is, is our mission, is our focus. Uh, we go on tribal reservations. We do that all over the country, and uh, at this point we have uh, activity in 30 states, including wow. Alaska and Hawaii. So it's, it's quite uh, diverse and geographically dispersed, uh, which makes a number of us here in Denver uh, take a lot of trips around the country.
0: I'll bet so. Now, the bank is based here in Denver.
1: It is headquartered here in Denver, yes. We, we really have determined that the best way to form relationships in Indian country is face-to-face. And consequently, as a result of that, we have a number of us who make a number of trips, uh, depending on uh, the, the type of activity that's going on, to talk about what the opportunities are, what the tribal needs are, what the tribal members' needs are. And it's quite different from tribe to tribe and reservation to reservation.
0: So every one of these locations has their own bank branch. Uh, is it like a a, a brick-and-mortar building, or do you just travel in there and sit, have meetings in some kind of a headquarter situation?
1: We bring access to financial services. We're not necessarily a brick-and-mortar in that sense. We do have a location in Montana. We have one in, in Denver, and, and we're about to – Uh, branch into the Pacific Northwest. But beyond that, it is uh, face to face. uh, And we really with today's technology can bank anyone from really anywhere. I see. So that that technology has really helped us bring that access to financial services. And we do that on all levels.
0: So tell us, what do you do that other banks aren't doing?
1: Well, first and foremost, when you're banking Indian country, there is a set of unique circumstances in that tribes themselves are sovereign, just like any state. So, consequently, they have their own laws, they have their own courts, uh, they have their own jurisdictions, their own police force, and that takes a little bit of preparation when you're when you're taking a look at, say, providing uh, credit for some kind of economic development project. You have uh, trust land that you have to deal with. And these are unique circumstances that a lot of banks uh, don't take the time to learn or do. It's something that we become expert at. And consequently, for us, uh, in many cases, we're the only bank that would particularly do a, a, uh, a project and some of these are in some of the re- most remote parts of the country and some of the poorest parts of the country.
0: Right. So why is there is there a resistance from the other banks because of their lack of understanding? They won't want to get involved.
1: I think it might be a little bit of that. There's certainly a resource issue and uh, having the relationship development that we do really is uh, a primary focus for us in that we understand uh, what that particular tribe's needs are. And, and the, the, the operation behind it all is quite different than what you'd have uh, at times at a, at a traditional bank. Right. And a lot of it is similar, but there are noticeable differences. Uh, we will find legal counsel for us that understands that particular tribe's uh, laws and codes, And that unique set of metrics in and of itself really is, I think, a a hindrance for a lot of other banks to try and figure out how to do business in Indian country.
0: I'll bet so. We're talking with Tom Ogard, who is the CEO of Native American Bank. Did it take you a while to build this system throughout the country?
1: Yes. The short answer is yes, it has. (laughs) The... uh, the amount of travel that we do i will tell you when i my first year here was 2013 and and to really reintroduce the bank to indian country i made 47 trips around the united states Whoa. talking to talking to tribal leaders and making uh, making it known that that the bank was here to support whatever their efforts were and how can we help and it's uh, trying to build that relationship and for me it's 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 kind of a funnel of it, it, it grows and the base gets uh, broader and, and uh, deeper. Consequently, we have a number of projects in our pipeline today that are significant in size. And, and as I said before, they traverse the entire country.
0: Well, that as you mentioned, it took some time. Was there a trust factor there? They were kind of leery of this system coming their way?
1: There certainly is that. I think the uh, the only way you're really going to make headway is uh, that building that trust, which is why a face-to-face uh, interaction is so important in in order to develop that, and and it is uh, universal uh-huh. uh, throughout Indian country. So uh, we have, I mean, we have a number of conferences and convenings that go on that we attend. We are. Uh, moderators or speakers uh, on panels at national conferences and so we're trying to raise the visibility of what we do and then we do a lot of advocacy uh, with our state trade associations national trade associations and uh, national uh, native entities that we work with
0: wow you built up quite a system haven't you tom sounds really cool
1: We've done we've done a lot of work to raise the visibility of the bank and and have the bank be uh, one of those resources for governmental agencies and others to talk to about what's going on in Indian country, and, and that really has been helpful to us. And at the same time, we we get that that uh, extra visibility because of the kind of advocacy that we're doing.
0: Oh, oh, obviously so. It gets back to that word of trust and the things you've done for them. So a couple of minutes ago, you talked about various projects you're involved with. What are some examples of what
1: you've done? Well, one of them that's gotten a lot of attention lately, including at the highest levels of, of, uh, of this current administration, is a project that we funded a $10 million loan as part of a health care facility in rural North Dakota, for a tribe to help them uh, uh, with the, the opioid epidemic that is so prevalent throughout the country, but even more so on on uh, reservation uh, in reservation-based communities. So uh, that project is currently under construction, and it will uh, really make a meaningful difference in that community. Oh yes, because currently. Currently, uh, they, they have to leave their community, leave their culture in order to get treatment. And this will bring that all home. And it's going to, it's going to cover all the facets of treatment for uh, this particular tribal community. And we have a number of other health care uh, projects in our pipeline like that. Uh, we used uh, something called New Market Tax credits that's out there. We used the government guarantee. We got this done on trust land, one of the few that's ever been uh, done in that particular manner and with that structure in the United States.
0: Well, congratulations on that, because I would imagine a lot of those that live on the reservation to get that kind of health care have to travel a long way, don't they?
1: Well, some of these reservations, it it is a, you know, 100-mile round trip. So you're absolutely correct uh, we did, a, in a food desert in northern Minnesota, we helped a tribe uh, build a, a brand-new 27,000-square-foot uh, grocery store that included a laundromat and some other things in there for their tribal community, and then eliminated a 76-mile round trip for tribal members to get uh, healthy foods. So it's those kinds of projects that you keep, You know, first of all, you keep the the money in the community, but it it is there, it is local. There were a number of new jobs that were created as a result of that. So it creates economic diversity. It helps sustain existing jobs, and uh, it it just makes the community more vibrant.
0: I guess so. And and maybe more at a smaller level, Tom, I'm kind of curious, like if I came to you, on the reservation, and I wanted to get a loan for a car or build a house. Maybe is it the same kind of system? Do you do those same kind of bank projects?
1: We do. We do all that. Uh, even in Alaska, we do fishing fleets as an example, or an individual oh, wow. boat for someone who makes their living out on the water in in in, uh, in that particular part of the world. So. It, it, it runs the full gamut. Murphy, we uh, we have done you know back in a couple of years ago some PPP loans as low as fifteen hundred dollars. Wow! To get people the help they needed, but uh, we were able to uh, uh, help a number of customers and a number of the people that we helped were non-customers, and uh, it was very gratifying to see that because they were able to keep their staff employed and uh, and. And really sustain them through the, the pandemic until until it was over.
0: As I'm sitting here talking about all the wonderful things you're doing, Tom, I'm really curious what kind of impact are you doing to these communities? It's got to be pretty incredible.
1: Well, we track a number of metrics and and the the level of jobs that are created, the uh, the salaries that are are evident as a result of that. It, it has uplifted a number of these communities and just being able to provide some of the financial services really is a, a, a factor in moving these communities forward because they don't have a lot of other options for themselves and perhaps what, what we're doing is eliminating them going to payday lenders and paying substantially more in interest than they would on a, on a typical bank loan. So it, it, it's at the individual level, it's at the family level, it can be at a, uh, an enterprise level, and it can be at the tribal government level. All of those things come into play, and anytime we can help them with that, it, it makes a meaningful difference in those communities.
0: Oh, I'll bet so. And how does that day-to-day business is handled? I mean, where do they go to do day-to-day? Like, oh, hey, honey, I'm going to the bank, I'm going to make a deposit. Is it like we do everywhere?
1: Well, it is. I mean, we have all the we have the you know the mobile app, and we have online banking. We have uh, if you go on our website, you can open an account anywhere. We call it open anywhere, so you don't have to have the physical bank location in order to do business uh, with us or with uh, with any number of other banks. Uh, you can you can take a photo of your check front and back and make a deposit. Wow. You don't have to show up at the bank to do that. So so the the amount of investment that we've made in technology in recent years is also playing a role in bringing access to financial services.
0: Well, this is much like a community-based bank, not a big corporate type bank that are around everywhere. And maybe what should people know about community-based banking? Because my brother's a community banker back in Wisconsin. He loves community banks. What do you say?
1: Well, I've worked at I've worked at large regional banks and, and I've worked at community banks. And I will tell you that uh, community banks are just what their name implies. They are in the community. Your deposits that you uh, have at those community banks work within your community, and uh, you never get more uh, people who are volunteering within their communities than you'll have uh, up and down uh, the, the employees at community banks. They really do uh, impact the, the community. And, and you have, you're always looking for ways to, to say yes. You're always looking for ways to structure a credit that works for both the, uh, the individual and the bank. And so you have a lot, I think, a lot more latitude than you might have uh, otherwise. So community banks are are phenomenal entities, and it is, I think, what makes the United States banking system so unique.
0: Yeah, you sound like my brother now, Tom. That he says the very same thing, and and he's he's <laughs> he's more important. He's in a small town in Wisconsin. He's more important than the mayor. He
1: says, <laughs> and everybody knows him. Well, they're they're. There is that impact, and and it is uh, it's universal throughout smaller communities. And you know, I I think the the number, the statistic is that one third of all counties in the United States only have one uh, financial institution in it, and it's a community bank. So that's that's saying something.
0: So quickly, before I let you go, Tom, what's your direction? What's your what do you want done next for Native American Bank? Where is it going?
1: Well, we've acquired uh, quite a bit of capital in the last 18 months, and so for us, it's it's about expanding our footprint geographically. And uh, I mentioned earlier, we're uh, we're moving into the Pacific Northwest. We've identified six or seven other regional areas where we can put regional centers, and from those, perhaps uh, smaller locations. So, kind of hub and spoke. Kind of thing, but uh, we want boots on the ground closer to where we are actually doing business and where the need for financial services is the greatest. So that's something we continually look at and continually uh, uh, try to make an effort to do. And then it's you know with conversations with the uh, with tribal leaders around the country, what their needs are and, and whether or not that works for us at the time for us. and and where we make a choice, where we're going to go next. So growth is certainly um, what we're looking at today, scaling up and just being able to provide more services to more people.
0: Well, Tom Ogard, congratulations on what you're doing and what you're about to do with the Native American Bank. And congratulations on being the most admired CEO by the Denver Business Journal. You've really accomplished a lot, Tom. You should be proud of yourself.
1: Thank you so much, Murphy. Glad to join you here.
0: Well, thank you for coming on Mile High Magazine. Enjoy the rest of your day. And the listeners there, you guys too. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll talk to you next Sunday right here.